Hello and welcome to the Dead Darlings podcast open mic special. I'm Rebecca Cooney. Dead Darlings is a monthly podcast for the spoken word community. Normally, we'd be bringing you interviews, tips, inspiration and above all, awesome poetry from the spoken word scene, as well as telling you what's on and where you can submit your work. But this month, we're doing things a little bit differently. Uh, For a start, you'll notice it's just me. Uh, That's because my fabulous co-hosts, Laurie Eves and Hannah Hutzper, have been rather busy in the last couple of months getting married. Although, again, we have to say this every time, not to each other. Uh, They just happened to both get married at the same time to other people. Both weddings were absolutely fantastic, beautiful days. Um, So I hope you'll join me in saying a massive congratulations to Hannah and her new spouse, who is also called Laurie for extra confusion and to Laurie, our Laurie, and his brilliant new wife, Amy. Uh, So because Hannah and Laurie have had other things going on in the last couple of months, we've taken a little bit of a hiatus from our usual format and handed the mic over to our amazing listeners. This month's episode is an open mic special. We asked listeners to send in recordings of them reading their own poems and, if they wanted to, to share a piece of writing advice or a recommendation as well. Thank you so much to everyone who submitted a poem. Uh, We've had a lovely range of topics and poets and it's really lovely, particularly when we get uh, a poem from somebody or, you know, a a contribution from someone that we don't actually know uh, or have never met before face to face. It's lovely that you're out there. Uh, I'm really glad you found the podcast. I'm really glad you're enjoying it. Please do keep listening. So I think that is all of the notes and admin out of the way. Uh, this is an unusual open mic in that you can pause it whenever you want. Uh, as Faye Roberts likes to say, with the online open mics, they do the tea here exactly how you like it. And there isn't a queue for the toilets at this particular open mic. So I hope you're getting comfortable or getting started, whatever you're doing while you're listening to this podcast. Um, welcome to our open mic special. In true open mic style, uh, as the host, I'm going to hop on the mic and just give it a little warm up before we invite our first open micer to the stage. Uh, So this is a poem that I wrote for Hannah's wedding. Uh, Instead of speeches, she and her Laurie created a stage where anyone who wanted to could come up and share something, you know, as a kind of sending them off into their new life together. So this poem is called A Chant for Momentous Days and it's after a poem by Mervyn Morris called A Chant Against Death. Say hope, say love, of course say love, say vows, say big, say stress, say fear a little, say nothing for a moment, say friends gathered, say joy. Say rainbows and seashells, say shiny feathers, say beautiful, say whole, say hands held, say life, say wife, say spouse, say it again and again and again, say tomorrow, say good morning, say see you later, say welcome home, say sleep well, say from this point on say together. Uh, My piece of writing advice for you, and this is very much for myself as well, if I'm honest, uh, is, you know that pretty notebook? I'm being optimistic saying there's one, we know there's more than one. You know those very pretty notebooks that you just had to have because they were beautiful and you were going to write beautiful poems in them and then they're just sat by your bedside or on your bookshelf and you've never actually got around to writing them in them because they're too pretty and you will ruin them? 
this this is the sign you need to take those out and go and write in them. I give you permission here and now. Go and write in the pretty notebook. Maybe what comes out of it won't be a full poem. Maybe it'll be a snippet that makes it into another poem. Maybe it's a first draft that becomes a first draft of a first draft that eventually becomes something that is a poem or a story. Uh, yeah, go and write in your prettiest notebook. Do it. Stop hoarding. Anyway, without further ado, let me welcome our open micers up to the stage. Hello, I'm Ellen Clayton and I am going to read a poem called Wallow. This is about uh, my frustration with how capitalism tries to sell us self-care and also how it's okay to sit in negative feelings sometimes. Wallow. My body sinks into the bath. The weight of parenting heavy on my chest. Bubbles are not self-care, but denial dissipating quickly. I am unchanged. Yesterday's manicure produced no cure. A mug by the tub steams with herbal tea. It's sold as calm and the packaging promised it would soothe and revitalise. I sip, slowly, willing the drink to perform miracles. It only scolds. I long for the bathwater to lap away self-doubt, cleanse me of exhaustion. Wish I could scrub myself free from anxiety, Wash off the despondency that has settled on my skin. I will wallow a little longer. Uh, that was from my debut chapbook, Home Baked, which is out now with Benkey Publishing. Uh, you can buy it via benkeypublishing.co.uk or Waterstones Online. Um, and I'm on Instagram at Ellen underscore writes underscore poems if you want to come and say hello there or read some more of my work. Um, Whenever I'm asked uh, to give advice about writing, I just always say that it's okay to write about what's important or interesting to you, even if you don't think that's, you know, a normal topic. So poetry doesn't always have to be about huge topics like nature or death. Some of the most beautiful poems can come from ordinary moments. Thank you. Hi, my name is Andy N. The poem I'm going to today is from my third poetry book, which is called The Birth of Autumn. The poem in question I'm going to read is called Skating in Others' Expectations. When I originally wrote this poem, I was going to write it about my sister who was a champion ice skater when she was much younger, and Nature of the Beast with the job I do for another day. I get a bus to and from work every day and that morning I was going to write that poem. A younger lady got on the bus that was going to one of the schools around the corner from our work and she had my skates on her back and this story came in a conversation to her friend. Skating in others' expectations. Fluent in three languages, by the time she reached 11, she always stood out in class with a mathematical memory and classical literature taste, 
or with a working-class family on the other side of the estate, buried in poverty-driven frustrations. Scraping up fragments of dreams in layers of ice every winter, where she would dance secretly across the lake in the perfect pose, clipping her heels together so it became transformed into a frozen beach and blue sand carried away in her heart. Spinning free in her solitude across the chipped moonlight, away from everybody else's dreams, shimmering in wishes every time she stepped out, held up in thoughts no one else could see or understand. Dancing over leaves and moss close to the broken down swings with her glacier silver blades sped fragrant like an untold narrative, held up in thoughts, free from everybody else's dreams for just a short while. Hello, I'm just going to pop back up to our imaginary audio stage just to let you know that this next poem is by Amanda Nicholson. Please welcome her to the stage. Feel free to clap wherever you are, just even if you're in public. Just clap and whoop. Yep, enjoy. Nobody knew why. Nobody knew why the birds carried on flying and never stopped to feed until they all fell out of the sky, almost in unison, like a synchronised dance gone wrong. Their beaks spread out in horror across the world. Nobody knew why the cats stopped meowing and why the dogs refused to go outside. No matter what treats the owners laid out for them and started messing all the way from the kitchen to the hallway in protest. Nobody knew why that last heat wave started in early December and carried on until the end of New Year's Day, with everyone eating their turkeys, cooked on barbecues outside in surprise. Nobody knew why the sun shone for three days and nights the following year in an uneven bounce of daylight then night before suddenly cutting out to blackness as the sun and the moon fell away. Nobody held all the knowledge like a poker player sewing the answers to his jacket until it was almost too late and there were no more coastlines to admire or forests to get lost in at sunset. Only nobody knew what was really going on when feathers started blowing against the windows or why the raindrops and blew up like smoke and the world ripped itself to pieces, turning nobody into everybody. Hi, I am Fiona Broadhurst. I am a queer neurodivergent poet. I have five disabilities, so I'm a quintuple threat to myself. And this is a poem about uh, summer and the promise that summer brings. This is called I Do This All The Time. Oppressive summer, blinding heat, clawing to get out of my skin, haze on concrete and dying for change. Dying inside, wishing it didn't have to be this way, that we didn't have to rearrange. I am regret. The physical embodiment of guilt and shame and pain is the feeling of not being able to cool down. But then again, I've never been cool, so maybe for you this is relief. Ice cold change sown by unsteady tractors into fields of corn, walls crumbling. 
for once I am sad. But it's a sadness born on the wings of freedom, and while I was never bound, summers had started to frost over. And the dewy thawing of release is April showers on the atmosphere of my angular surface, softening edges into curves, in ways I'd always hoped that a warm breeze, the green sharp smell of freshly cut grass and traditional sounds of English summer would. When I go home, every single memory of you comes flooding back, but I am damned by change. The rotation of seasons, a barrier against drowning, the tessellation of emotional dressings, medicinal solids and free alcohol. Newly planted trees laying down roots and mycelium conversation offer me a route. Send me to destinations unknown like evergreens walking, daydreaming of quiet idyllic soundscapes, the taste of honeyed sunshine bottled in paradise filtered through utopia. I can't tell if these dreams are myopia hazed, or if the glare of clear skies really does make things better, but I don't care. The luminous contractions of hope and rays of longing are all I need to feel free. You can find me online at linktr.ee forward slash Fiona Broadhurst. And my piece of advice is to look for inspiration in weird or strange places. I currently use an online etymology dictionary to search for words or common phrases to find the etymological roots of those words. And um, that helps inspire me in uh, the phrases that I use in my poetry. Hello, me again. Just a quick content note on this one. It does have a trigger warning for self-harm references. So if you feel like that's not something you need to listen to right now, then I would advise you to skip ahead to about the 1730 mark. Take care, darlings. Hello, darlings. This is Danny Flenley, formerly of London and Cambridge and now in Glasgow. Thank you so much for the podcast, which I enjoy during some rather strange professional activities that involve watching wind farms at all sorts of strange hours in all sorts of weathers. And I really love the way you keep us in touch and the way you stimulate us to greater heights of creativity. I hope that has influenced the following poem, which is new material called The Unacceptable Truth. I eat Marmite on bananas. Drive a bright orange mini I'm saving for a BMW. I listen to folk music and country and sugar babes. At six, I stole 50p from my two-year-old sister and 50p could buy you five Freddos back then. I once wrote for The Guardian by day and then voted for UKIP by, also by day, Another time I voted for Nick Clegg and still like him. But on my wall, next to Sugar Babes, is Jacob Rees-Mogg. Although I should point out, it's not the man himself, it's just a life-size poster. I wear socks with sandals 
I'm a young earth creationist and I love the book of Revelation. I once cooked a pizza I scraped off the road. Hoard old sashes of ketchup, imitate bird noises often unknowingly, and host teddy bears for tea parties. Yes, I am a mental health outpatient. I've never had a girlfriend. I wear blue with orange and purple with yellow and green. You're not surprised now, are you? I'm a recovering alcoholic. Used to harm myself with broken bottles. And still have the scars, just faintly. 50% of these statements are factual. And before I tell you which ones, let me just say I'm really glad you're not someone who judges people. Are you? Thank you so much, darlings. I will love you and leave you. If anyone wants to find me, I am on SoundCloud, Danny Flenley, and also at my blog, chipmunkkalahari.wordpress.com. Thank you. Ciao. Turns out I forgot my one piece of advice as well, which is simply ask good questions and you'll eventually find good answers. Hi everybody, Tim Kiley here, and this is a poem in which I realise I have always wanted to be Susan Sontag, to hold forth irrepressibly on the way that King's Cross is a cathedral, not for the architecture, but for the silence in which the commuters move about their stations, almost monastic, the rosary of their footsteps, the loudest sound beside the announcements, but she did it first, and better, thank God. And there wouldn't be much demand now for another white guy in a suit whose main pitch would consist of his sounding vaguely clever on a wide range of topics, none of which mean a great deal to him personally. Utterly untrue, by the way. I love it all. That's the embarrassing thing. I love it all in its grimy tiles and the snap of the doors and the barrier squeaks, the blaring air and tire shrieks, the road signs, the virtuoso kitsch of the flag-bespangled pubs, and what could be more tedious, more basic than that? That best of the Beatles, brewdog pale, new season of Stranger Things, love... But it can't be denied, our nation has a favourite dinosaur. This is an uncomplicatedly wonderful thing. The ad between podcasts is telling me, as I bless myself on the escalator, to escape to Spain, a laughable and frankly immoral proposition, when there is a poppy blossoming in my overgrown garden and the finches are as raucous as Victoria Park and the bus stop is sweating and ice is 2.90 from the off-license, I have always wanted to be able to wander into New York's most prestigious bookshop and frighten the staff by asking questions. It won't happen. It makes for bad poetry. I don't care. 
also, if you uh, like my stuff, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at TimKiley1. Uh, you can also find me on Facebook if you just use the forward slash Poetry. And if you want to buy my pamphlet, Hymn to the Smoke, which is published by Indigo Dreams, you can either buy it directly from them or you can go to timkileybooks.bigcartel.com and buy it directly from me, in which case I will sign your copy for you. My uh, recommendation, which I suppose is also a bit of advice, is this. There is a pamphlet published by Bad Betty Press by William Gee. It's called Rumor. That's uh, spelt uh, R-H-E-U-M-A. Um, don't make my mistake of waiting too long to go out and read it. Um, go buy it, go read it, read it again and again and again. It will continue to find new and devastating and beautiful ways to open you up every time you do. Um, just, just be kind to yourself. Go buy this pamphlet and read it. It's brilliant. Um, thank you very much, Dead Darlings, and, uh, I'll see you around. Hello, this is Christopher Kraken, and this is a late night poem, and I'm wearing my late night DJ hat. You can't see it, but I am. And the poem is called The Night That Has No Love Poems. On the night that has no love poems, we'll all be fast asleep. No one will be lying awake thinking of what might be a summer night so still and peaceful with something missing in its heart something that we took for granted until we allowed it to depart no one will burn with longing no one will make themselves a fool drunk hearts will rest at last and sober heads will roll it might be a night for anger it might be a night for dreams it might be a night for intrigue but it won't be the night for me. No one will pour their heart out, or if they do, no one will care. No one will be transported. No one will be living on a prayer. No one will be transcendent. No one will be swept away. And even if they are, then there'll be no poems to say. Sonnets will just be blocks of text slapped in the middle of the page. No souls will be enjoined. John Don will turn in his grave as we all lay in our beds, and as we all gently snore, there'll be a bright star in the sky, but it won't be a metaphor. No one will be compared to a summer's day. No one will be amazed by the sudden rush of feelings as it sweeps their lives away. It might be a night for anger. It might be a night for dreams. It might be a night for intrigue, but it won't be the night for me. I'll sleep through the whole of that night, don't wake me, leave me be. I don't think I can bear the thought of it, though love's not been kind to me. Because there's a magic in the longing and a connection in the despair, because when you talk about the agony of love, everybody you know's been there. And the love poems move among us on their painful, twisted limbs. They comfort us in our sadness and cuddle up to our dying dreams. And every time we hear them, the realization dawns anew that the best love poems are broken because we're all broken too so we can put off that terrible night when our beautiful friends are gone because we can keep the love poems alive for all the nights yet to come thank you 
I've been Christopher Crocken. If you want more poems, then follow me on Instagram at Christopher Crocken or go to ChristopherCrocken.com. One final piece of advice. Don't do anything I wouldn't do, but if you do, have a total blast. Thank you. And good night. And on that lovely, soothing note from Christopher there, that is the end of our show. Thank you so much to all of our open micers. Uh, Be sure to seek them out on social media, tell them you love their work, and buy any books they have for sale. Everybody needs to eat, especially poets. We will be back next month, refreshed and reinvigorated, and kicking off with an interview with Anthony Anaxaguru. Until then, I've been, and continue to be, Rebecca Cooney. You can follow me on Twitter and TikTok as at Rebecca K. Cooney, on Instagram as at any name but Becky. My Facebook page is Rebecca Cooney-Poet and my website is Rebecca K. Cooney.wordpress.com. Uh, you can find the podcast on Twitter and Instagram as at Dead Darlings Pod, Facebook as Dead Darlings Podcast, and you can email us at deaddarlingspodcast at gmail.com. If you've enjoyed what you heard, please remember to rate, review and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, particularly Apple Podcasts, and help us spread the word. Word. Once again, thank you to all of our open micers. Mozeltov and congratulations to my co-hosts Hannah Hutzper and Laurie Eves. Thank you to Texas Radio for our theme music, and of course to you guys for listening. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.